This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to share with you a conversation I had with somebody who's behind a lot of entrepreneurs' productivity. It's John Jantz, Duct Tape Marketing. You may have heard of him in the marketing space, but he's just come out with a brand new book, which is less about marketing and more about business, and even less about business than it is about being more the you you need to be than in your business. It's called The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur. 366 Daily Meditations to Feed Your Soul and Grow Your Business. And this book is is pretty different from anything he's done in the past, but it's definitely in the vein of who he is. And I think you're really going to like it. The book is a daily reading book. It is not a sit down and learn about one single thing and then walk away knowing you now know about that thing. It's more about self-discovery on a daily basis, changing your thoughts, your perspectives, etc. as you move through and how that then relates to your business. And again, even if you're not a business owner, this is something that you know you could keep in your cubicle, sit there, show up a couple minutes early, read, or even read first thing in the morning, and you're still going to get a lot out of it. I highly endorse this book. This is one of the books that I would say If you're looking for a new book, this is one that's going to give you long-lasting value throughout the year and years. So I'm going to get out of the way. Let's talk to John Jantz about The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur. Enjoy this conversation with John Jantz. This week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show John Jantz. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Eric. You may not remember this, but uh, we met in person couple of times, but the very first time was in San Diego, and Guy Kawasaki asked a bunch of people to come have sushi at the Marriott restaurant there while <laughs> social media marketing world was happening, yep. and I got to attend, and I sat down, and I looked across the table, and there you were, and I said, John, I just need to say that like duct tape marketing, and especially the referral engine, really helped me in the position that I had had uh, just previous to the one there where I was working at Social Media Marketing World and Social Media Examiner. So it was a thrill to uh, to see you then. And, you know, honestly, this is funny that we're going to talk about something completely yet not different from <laughs> all those books that you've done, all these past books, almost almost 30 years of business experience that you've been sharing with Duct Tape Marketing, which is the name of the brand, Duct Tape Selling, the Referral Engine, the Commitment Engine. I mean, and by the way, I'm going to, I'll throw those, I'll throw all those in the show notes. If you're going for strict business, you know, and, and or marketing, um, information, those are all out there. You've probably already read them, but if not, go grab them. But this new book is a, a pretty radical departure from what you've written in the past. And I was thrilled to see the topic and the subtitle, the self reliant entrepreneur, 366 days, sorry, 366 daily meditations to feed your soul and grow your business. I like that you put 366, especially since this is a leap year. 
That's right. <laughs> February 29th. You'd hate those people to miss that day. Yeah. So I'm so curious. Again, this is kind of a radical departure for you. What was the spark that caused you to consider and then decide to create this book? Well, it, it is my, this is actually my sixth book. My first five books, as you noted, have been squarely about some topic of marketing or, or growing a business. So seemingly it's a big departure, but in a lot of ways, um, particularly if anyone who knows me really well knows that I, you know, I believe entrepreneurship is one of the greatest self-development programs ever created. And I feel like that's what I've done for 30 years is, is really kind of been on this self-development journey myself because I, you know, I, I think it's hard what we do. I love what we do, but it's also hard and demanding. And I think that you have to continually work on yourself and continue to grow. I've also worked over the years with thousands of what I call true small business owners. I mean, these are the people that are getting up, going to their, <laughs> their shop, you know, doing the work, doing the work, doing the work, coming home and, and, you know, running the family and, 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 you know, there's no separation between who they are, who they're being and their business. Um, and so we get into, you know, we may work on their website. Of course, we work on their website and their content and their SEO and all the marketing stuff we do. But we spend a lot of time helping them articulate their mission and, and their vision and their core values. And um, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about working with, you know, really small businesses, uh, because a, a lot of times, you know, how somebody experiences a small business is, is really just through, you know, how the owner of that business um, shows up. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, this book is all about about how you show up. It's all about, uh, you know, letting go of the things you can't control. Um, and so I feel like I've spent a lot of time doing that with people under the, the guise of marketing sometimes, but it's also been, uh, something that I've practiced, uh, in my own, uh, journey for, you know, at least a couple decades. For me, this is a book that squarely lands. I mean, I even said this as I go through this and the daily meditations daily since I got the book. I have been loving it and I've even marked uh, certain entries and said, well, that's going to be a topic on the podcast coming up at some point. So obviously there's some attention that needs to be paid to the person in, in this instance, the word entrepreneur could equal the word person. It's, it's not about just business owners, right? Yeah, I think in some ways the 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 definition of the pure you know entrepreneur who has an idea goes out gets funding you know starts to hire people I think that's kind of gone away. I mean I think uh, it's like the word artist. Uh, you know that used to mean that you had you know paint and canvas and, and you created something. I think it's really more of a spirit. It's it's kind of what you want to bring to the world, who you want to be, um, you know how what you want your life to represent. I think a lot of millennials now you know are coming into the workplace thinking, well I'm I'm going to do this over here and I'm going to experience this over here. And I, I think it's more of a collection of how you want to live um, rather than a job title. Yeah, I was really taken um, by Jay Bear's quote on the back of the book. Let's see here. He's got I've got the book in my hand. So I've I've used this more than once in interviews. So I'm glad you <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, he's so Jay says and Jay's a great guy. Uh, yep. Jay says it's not a game changer. It's a life changer. This book is your guide on a journey of staggering depth to learn a crucial lesson. A better you makes a better business. And that in a nutshell, the, that little last piece, a better you makes a better business is, you know, obviously it's not, you know, this show's not squarely about people who are running businesses. I would say a better you 
creates a better life. But again, your business is part of that life. And, you know, so your passion and your creativity and your growth and, you know, what you love and all of that stuff, your self-awareness, like that's all the topics and many more that you're talking about in this book and we talk about in this show. And why wouldn't and shouldn't those be part of your business? Yeah. And and one thing to note about this book is, I mean, this isn't a book you pick up and you go, you know, take it on a long weekend and read and go, OK, I got all that figured out. I mean, this is I like to call this a practice. Um, and as you've noted, it's, it's something that you pick up two minutes a day. You read um, the, the the structure is I give you some some what I think is some of the best entrepreneurial writing uh, ever from the mid 19th century. I riff on it, maybe contextualize it a little bit. Uh, clearly, I'm sharing my experiences as an entrepreneur in, in those words. And then I leave you every day with a what I call a challenge question. It's funny, many of the readers that I've encountered, you know, some people like the Thoreau quotes. Some people like what I've said. Some people take those questions and say, man, those, those really challenge me. I journal every day already. And now I've added, you know, trying to, trying to think about those questions and answer those questions every day. So, you know, my, my goal really with this book would be that somebody picks it up and, and gets kind of hooked on the practice of, you know, reading two minutes a day and, and fitting that into wherever, you know, whatever else they do to get themselves, you know, centered for the day. Um, but that that they come back January first, twenty twenty one, and they read that entry and realize they're a different person. Um, because uh, you know this this is one of those books that I do think that that people will read. There are other books like this in this format that people you know have embraced. Uh, you know Ryan Holiday's Daily Stoic is another one uh, that that they do come back year after year um, and realize that I can read this over and over again because uh, because something about it. <laughs> which is really me, <laughs> you know, the reader has changed. Yeah, I love that. And I love that that's the format that you've got, that it's not just a, you know, you pick it up and you slam through it as quickly as possible, hoping to get the lessons and then you, quote, got them. This is the slow cooker <laughs> version, you know. Yeah. Great way to characterize it, I think. It's it's much like how, you know, Seth Godin, he releases his mm -hmm. daily blog post and it's yep. not like he's got them all up there or he, do, he doesn't come out with, you know, a, a, a monthly uh, magazine version in PDF or some sort digitally as well as print. And then it's all in there and it's all these different things, you know, although, again, like he, like you do and like everyone else does, he, when you hit on one specific topic, you come out with that book, but you craft that book in that unique way. This is more about. Gosh, it's it's just the brick by brick approach yeah. where you're yeah. adding to it and it's that day after day after day and you you've like you said feel changed. Yeah, and it uh, there is a narrative arc that runs through the book. I I wrote a blog post about 4 or 5 years ago that was probably the 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 seed of, of this book that I called the seasons of the entrepreneur. And really I just was reflecting on kind of the the changes that I see um not not over the course of my life. I think they've actually repeated, you know, numerous times as I've, you know, changed a little bit, come on a new idea, as the market said, oh no, this is the direction we're going. Um, I think there are kind of seasons that you go through. So the book does, you know, it, it, the, the metaphor of seasons was obviously there for the taking uh, because of an annual kind of calendar book. Um, and then each month actually has a theme that is maybe not overt, but kind of tries to hold that month together. So you're going to get trust or failure or congruence or um, impact, you know, as as kind of the overarching theme for the month. Um, and, and truly, um, I, it was as much a an organizational device, you know, for me uh, in trying to assemble the hundreds of 
readings that I assembled uh, from from the uh, the literature that I chose. But it, uh, I, you know, it does kind of give you a core element for the month. I'm curious if you sensed any kind of, you know, in your dealing, again, you're, you're dealing with or working with is a better way to put it. Uh, as you're working with entrepreneurs and you're working with them in their business, did you sense any kind of, I don't want to use the word emptiness, but I guess that's mm. one, you know, one angle to look at the, the, the view. But what was it you were sensing as to why this book and this topic or topics uh, needed to be addressed? Well, there really are two things. Um, one of them is, has more to do globally with where I think we are as a culture. Um, the other is certainly the the thousands of entrepreneurs that I've worked with that are doing this thing that's supposed to be freeing and and <laughs> fun and enriching, and it's it's sucking the joy and the happiness you know out of their <laughs> lives instead. Uh, so so that's one thing that I think I've seen really forever. It's one of the reasons I love working with small business owners because you, even if even if what I am able to contribute is to help them figure out marketing and make marketing seem a little easier, you know that hopefully that's going to bring a little joy back into the work that they're doing in their business. So that's always driven me. But I also think that if you think about what was going on, you know, again, I've I've referenced this. Um, I anchored this entire book uh, with some mid nineteenth century uh, literature a great deal of which came from a movement called the Transcendentalist Movement in America. So this is Thoreau and, and uh, Emerson and Margaret Fuller, Louisa May Alcott, um, you know, those kind of folks, many of, you know, most people will recognize at least half of the names, you know, that are in there. And you see Instagram quotes and Pinterest boards, you know, with quotes from, from some of those folks. Uh, I wanted to dive deep into that literature because if you think about what was going on at that time, we were on the cusp of the Civil War. Women were marching in the streets to get the right to vote. Uh, we were trying to abolish the the legal you know, act of human slavery. It was probably America's first counterculture period. It was the first time when people were rising up and saying, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't listen to our you know forefathers or our preachers or our teachers or even our parents maybe maybe we are endowed with a unique soul and what that suggests we should do is think for ourselves and follow our hearts and so some of the authors of that time you know Thoreau and Fuller and and Emerson who I've talked about I mean we're overtly preaching you know these ideas but then you also see the literature from that time frame uh Moby Dick uh, uh Scarlet Letter you know even Mark Twain's work all of a sudden we had the introduction of protagonists who were also very self-reliant who were you know this may cost me but I have to follow my heart and and so the literature from that time frame uh, I mean I think there's a really great reason that that high school and college students are still asked to read you know that literature but I also think that it, it was some of the best advice for entrepreneurs um, and I also feel to some extent and here comes the political uh, moment in the show that we're kind of in that moment again <laughs> I feel like there is this this huge cultural and political divide that is is you know tearing at a lot of people's kind of what should I be doing and and I think an army of self-reliant entrepreneurs people who believe in themselves and trust themselves enough that they're actually able to have empathy <laughs> to allow other people to do that as well. I think that could be the answer to getting us, you know, back on what I feel would be sort of a healthier place. It seems like that writing, that thought 
process, uh, you know, the, the literature of that time uh, really embodies what you've come to use a few times now, a descriptor of the word uh, entrepreneur, which is this word that goes along with it, this word freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I was familiar with that literature. Uh, first thing I did when I started my business, like all good marketers 30 years ago, I, I had t-shirts printed. Um, and, uh, what a quote I had on a t-shirt was an, an Emerson quote. There is no object so foul that intense light cannot make beautiful. So this, this literature has been with me for a really long time. Uh, but, but getting the opportunity to dive into it, um, so thoroughly, I mean, I didn't want to just do the, you know, the, the wiki quote, you know, <laughs> approach. I mean, I, I I went deep into some poetry, into their letters uh, to, that they wrote back and forth to each other, into journals. I mean, Thoreau wrote uh, millions and millions of words um, in journals that have since been been published, and it, it really, uh, it really was um, kind of a. I mean, it was a treat for me <laughs> to get to go that deep and spend that much time um, in in that literature and and to then you know hopefully bring some of this to the world. I I you know I've naturally brought a lot of it to entrepreneurs and you know a lot of folks like yourself and a lot of marketers. Um, I really I really think there's a place um, and and you know I just have to I have to get out there and find <laughs> them. But I think there would be a great place for this book in schools, um, in you know places that are. You know, as you said, not necessarily traditional entrepreneurs, um, even people that just want to bring this literature to a bigger audience. Um, that, that's that's really where I want to go with this. Yeah, for sure. And again, I think that one of the reasons why this is going to hit home for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, but honestly, just people in general, because, um, again, as I've been going through the book with the daily entries, it's not that every day hits me in terms of, well, now I have this great new idea or great new perspective on how to do my business. It's more, there's this thought process that I hadn't thought of before, and it enters into, you know, the system that is my mind, my thoughts, my emotions, et cetera, as you know, however you want to call it. And now that's going to make its way into my life and my business. And, uh, these are thoughts and, uh, ruminations and things like that that are what uh, the they're the uh, they're the antidote for what ails us as a burnt out entrepreneur. Well, yeah, more you know, more than one person has said, "How did you know what I was thinking?" <laughs> you know, because I mean, really, buyer beware. I mean, you know, this is a lot of. I mean, we all go through this. I've gone through this. A lot of this writing was me sharing my observations and and experience, and it, you know. The writing from the 1850s is in there. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have technology. We didn't have some of the distractions that we have now, but we also didn't have to build our own homes and kill our own food and things of that nature. So the human condition, you know, hasn't changed. Um, and, and that's the part that, that I think is so important. And, and what's really kind of fun for me is that so many people, particularly entrepreneurs are waking up to, you know, the need for this idea of mind, body, spirit connection that you just can't really separate one from the other or, or not pay attention, you know, to one, um, or you're really just gonna roll, you know, off the tracks. Yeah. Well, and uh, you speak about, you know, us going and hunting our food or different and things like that. And again, the human condition. Yeah, we're still uh, reacting to the stresses of our daily lives. And we want and, and we're so disconnected from, you know, the natural like fight or flight 
type yeah. reactions. We have fi- we have fight or flight reactions to a screen versus <laughs> you know the the literal thing that we're hunting or that's hunting us. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it, it it sounds so bizarre, but but a lot of people go through their day seemingly happy, normal, adjusted lives, full of stress and fear uh, that they really can't even define, and and a lot of it has to do with you know not being here now. <laughs> Yes. Oh, gosh. And that's a topic that's come up many, many times on this show. In fact, we talked with somebody just a couple episodes ago about that. It was a re- reissue of a, an episode from a few years ago. And that was just I, I needed to hear it again, which was yeah. why I was like, well, then somebody needs to hear it. And I'm sure people never even heard it the first time with new <laughs> listeners and such. But I, I'm curious, like, what has your daily meditation practice been? Obviously, you created this book because you saw that there was a need for it. But were you doing any practices like that prior to this? Yeah, I have <clears throat> for at least a couple of decades um, had a morning uh, ritual. It, it changed as my kids were little and then grew up and whatnot. But uh, but I've um, I, I read 25 years ago when it first came out, Julia Cameron's uh, The Artist Way. A lot of people, you know, have have found that book again. And, and she talked about something called morning pages. Um, and it, it's just a literal dump. You know, it's like no plan. I'm not trying to create anything. I'm not trying to copyright. You know, it's like, let your pen go. Um, and, and that was something that I started doing, uh, like I said, a couple decades ago. I supplemented that with meditation, uh, with, uh, you know, reading that, that was an inspirational to me. I try to exercise every day. So I have a, I have a, you know, I have a couple hours <laughs> in the morning. I think from the time I get up, which is right around 5 a.m. till, you know, eight o'clock, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy <laughs> doing things that I've done for a lot of years. So I have a, a pretty exaggerated probably routine, but it's, it's something that, uh, that if I don't do, <laughs> it's like I'm just like I'm a drug addict. You know, if I don't do it, I, you know, I'm sluggish and not very, very innovative and very with it. Uh, if if I you know miss that a couple of days. Yeah, for sure. I'm the same way. Um, and that's why I was glad to, you know, I'm, every once in a while you want to shake things up with that routine and add something new in or, you know, change, change it up in other words. And so this was a great book to then add into my new process. So I was glad to hear it. Um, I'm well, curious. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Selfishly, I will tell you, I wrote this book because I wanted that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because there are other books out there like this. I mean, I've read, you know, Wayne Dyer and, you know, folks like that in the, in the morning and even, you know, translations of the Tao Te Ching, you know, in the morning, you know, as, as verses, you know, as, as potent as all of that uh, is and can be. I, I wanted something that I felt like this is for entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, David Meerman Scott, probably somebody else you've had on your show, but another good friend of mine and author, you know, calls this a, a, a daily love letter to entrepreneurs. And in a lot of ways, that's how I feel about it. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. 
In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, a lot of entrepreneurs out there, they're either in the service mindset or they're content creators. I'm curious what the content creation is such a, a weird way to say something uh, you know, when you're talking about somebody creating something. I, the word content sometimes just drives me nuts. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's not very spiritual. No, it's, it? it's not. It's almost <laughs> anti. But anyways, I, I, I'm just so curious, though. I know, again, you probably were very familiar to a certain extent with the writings that you decided to add in and, and you were curating. And like you said, you dug deeper, but I'm, I'm very curious about the process of compiling and then adding in your own writing and even the questions. Like yeah. what did that process look like? Well, you know, first I kind of settled on um, some principles um, or practices, I guess. So there, there was a lot of, I was looking for about, you know, ways to, to trust yourself to kind of let go and, and not try to control things. A lot of the writing uh, brought in aspects of nature, which has always been important to me. Um, a lot of the writing brought in kind of this idea, you know, Emerson was was one of the first preachers to freak everybody out and say, you know what, we're all connected. <laughs> you know, we're all one, you know, body out here. Um, and so a lot of those those kind of themes ran through, you know, my head. And I mean, they just lined up with my beliefs, I mean, uh, about, you know, how the world works. So uh, that part you know, was always kind of back there, you know, in the writing. I mean, you'll, you'll see numerous times when things like mindfulness and, and appreciation for nature and, and appreciation for the interconnectedness of all humans, uh, those themes show up a lot of times. <laughs> so beware. Um, but, uh, in terms of my process, so the first thing I did was I, I, I literally just went out and started reading and highlighting and then I realized this is going to be a giant. <laughs> process. You know, how am I going to wrangle this? And that's when I came up with the organizational structure with uh, the themes uh, for the month. So I came up with the seasons first off um, and then the themes for each month. And then it became a spreadsheet you know, process at that point. So what that allowed me to do is say, OK, here's the 45 or 50 authors that I think I want to at least um, you know, delve into. OK, what did Emerson say about trust? Uh, you know, what did Thoreau say about trust? And so it really kind of allowed 
allowed me to go looking and hunting, if you will, for um, the, the, the themes that I wanted. I didn't, you know, predispose. I mean, I didn't say January 5th, I want to be about this. Um, I got the readings, put them in a giant spreadsheet. And then I literally went January 1st through December 31st and wrote them in chronological order, you know, kind of month by month. And uh, my process was I, you know, I found the quote and I said, okay, here we are. January 22nd, you know, this is a quote I'm using, or this is a reading I'm using, you know, how does this impact me? Um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it turns out, Eric, it's much harder to write short passages <laughs> than long passages. Um, and it, 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 it was mentally exhausting. I think my record, like when I would write some of my other books that you've talked about, I'd take a three day weekend and bang out 40,000 words. Um, because a lot of what I was doing was just telling people, oh, here's what I do. You might try it. It might work for you. <laughs> and so that's actually pretty easy to write. Um, I think my record for this book maybe was 11 entries, uh, in a day. Um, so because it was just so mentally <laughs> draining, uh, for me to do. So it, it uh, um, I don't, I don't recommend it for anyone. I, although I, it's also the thing I'm the proudest of. Um, so I guess, uh, I guess in the hindsight, everybody should do it. Yeah. I, I get the impression almost that you had to create 366, uh, individual bite-sized books in a, in a way where you had to get to that point of, okay, this one is now done. Move and and then I mean you, you were bulk processing them you yeah. know with with you know getting up to doing like eleven at a time with batch processing but again you still had to come back and say an individual stamp of this entry is done <laughs> three hundred and sixty six times yeah exactly and it uh, so I mean I, I I am certain I spent more physical you know hours time <laughs> um, on the creation of this book but you know my goal. And, and, you know, the readers will be the ones who judge whether or not I, I succeeded was I wanted to have every entry at least have one thing where somebody went, whoa, that really makes sense to me or that really hits me or moves me or whatever. And, and I'm sure, you know, that's not true every single day. Uh, but, you know, that that was certainly my goal was that there was something in there that that not only tied, you know, what I wrote about to the reading and certainly to, you know, some aspect of being an entrepreneur, but, but just was able to impact people uh, deeply. So, you know, a page, a lot of times I wrote a hundred to 150 to 200 words, maybe. <laughs> and uh, you know, that uh, that's a, that's a challenge. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to even guess at how many, because again, uh, and, and by the way, I wanted to call attention to one particular that was, we're recording this, um, you know, two thirds of the way through January and uh, an entry from just the other day, January 18th, really struck me as incredibly uh, poignant for this particular uh, podcast, you know, message and uh, what I try to get across often, you know, so, so I'm kind of just blocking out here. I'm I've got, I'm holding the book as I talk uh, <laughs> and I'm looking at it and there's a, a Henry David Thoreau quote from Walden, then there's some writing from you, and then there's a challenge question. And that's that's the basic outline of every single entry. And I just I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, this is just you've gotta pick the right quote, pick the right amount of that quote, 
then yeah. write your thoughts on it that you want to drive home and then land it with the challenge question. So I can see that that would be a, a definite challenge for you as the writer, for sure. Well, and, and I also tried to keep myself out of the way. Yes. It's not prescriptive. I'm not telling anybody how to do anything. I mean, that's kind of the ironic thing about a writing a book telling you to be self-reliant, you know, the self parts on you. Um, and, and so one little subtle thing, um, that some of my past readers may pick up if they're astute is there's no first person. Um, I am writing this as a member of the audience because I feel like that's what I am in this. And so I did try to stay out of the way as much as possible. So would you like me to read January 18th? I would be honored. Let's do it. Time to do less. Our life is frittered away by detail. An honest person has hardly need to count more than their 10 fingers or in extreme cases, they may add their 10 toes and lump the rest. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. I say, let your affairs be as two or three and not a hundred or a thousand. Instead of a million, count half a dozen and keep your accounts on your thumbnail. So that is, as you noted from uh, Thoreau's Walden, which was written in 1854. Today's culture promotes almost cheers, doing and having more. Another foundational element endorsed by transcendentalists was production over consumption, that you should add more value to the world by thoroughly, I'm sorry, by thoughtfully producing things rather than mindlessly consuming them. Although most entrepreneurs have no issue with the mindset of adding value, the siren's call of the next new thing or new model is hard to ignore. Facebook will gladly exhibit what you are lacking. Self-reliance, however, requires something less. Fewer ideas, fewer objectives, and few distractions. And something more. Additional space, additional focus, and additional discipline. The space, focus, and discipline to gain control over the highest payoff activities in your business and your life. Self-reliant entrepreneurs find, create, and cherish the space to explore. It doesn't matter how many gadget-filled moments you use today. You must find the time to do less. Your challenge question. What would it take to carve out one hour each day just to think? Oh, man. Yeah. This. So this was one that really struck me. And I thought this is a really good. I, I needed to make note to uh, bring this one up and draw readers attention to it. I'm not sure. You know how on a Kindle book where if you haven't bought it yet and you grab the sample, I wasn't yeah. sure if this was – I wasn't able to do it because I had the Kindle version as well um, mm. and because I grabbed that when it was on sale. And then <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure if January 18th was going to fall in that first sample section, but I thought if it does or it doesn't, who cares? But I want to call attention to this because it just felt so uh, – on the nose as to what I try to do with the show often, which is to, I know, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm the one who's adding in, um, newer ideas or revisiting things and talking about more. But the, the reason we do that is to, to come up with that additional focus, that additional, uh, discipline. And we talk about the space, uh, to focus and to, to gain control and that it's not, it, it's learning of skills. Not for the sake of the end in, you know, the end goal of what those, 
uh, skills can do or learning that tool can do. It's, it's the craft in and of itself of living a good life that then also, yes, leads to, uh, productivity and organization and all of those things that are lumped in being part of it. And then, of course, the challenge question, which is always a good reminder because sometimes it, it wanes and sometimes it's, uh, not, not present, but it's definitely something I aim for, which is, what would it take? It's yeah. not what would you come up with if you, you know, what great idea, yeah. you know, you're leaving, you're leaving it so open-ended. I love that. Yeah. I, I've for, for years asked people a question, what would you have to give up in order to have what you want? Um, and, and that's just kind of does the same thing to people. It's like, what do you mean give up? Well, it's not necessary. You'd have to give up your house or your car. It might just be giving up thinking you have to have all the answers. You know, what would that change? <laughs> and I think that that's the fun thing about this book is um, I don't think any two readers are going to get the same thing from a day or, or a question. Yeah. And, and there's the rub also is that entry. I read it uh, last week and mm-hmm. it's still with me and it's still my, my mind is still pondering uh, not only the reading of the quote, and what you wrote about the quote that went along with it, but the question, my, my, the question, I'm still living with that question. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the questions are actually not structured so that you go, Oh, I know the answer to that. Right. 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 <laughs> um, even though we put a couple lines, you know, underneath, which I've still yet to find too many people that are answering, you know, in the <laughs> book, but, uh, it, it is actually meant to plant a seed that it sticks with you and you start, I think I think we make changes as humans. Uh, the first step is we have to witness what that that need for that change or that habit or that suggestion is costing us. And and sometimes that takes like taking that question into the day and then having something happen where you just kind of go, oh, maybe that's what John was talking about. <laughs> you know, maybe that that is how I'm showing up or that is how I'm trying to control. I think that's if we're going to make any changes, particularly you know, positive growth. You know, I think the first step is, is nobody can tell you you're doing this wrong, Eric, and you should change and do this. I mean, maybe somebody can and you will, but for the most part, change is going to stick when we kind of start putting the pieces together. And so that, that question is really a lot, a lot of the questions are meant to just kind of hang there for you to like check in on when, when all of a sudden something happens. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, know, uh, heard of this thing? It's, I believe it's called like, oh gosh, I'm going to mess this up, but it, there's a, there is a phenomenon where because you've started to think about something, you mm-hmm. start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And uh, that's what this makes me think of is that you're, you're basically starting to add in these positive thought process seeds and yeah. then you start to see them everywhere as you start to move forward as you, you know, go about your day. Yeah. It's like you test drive a red car and all of a sudden everybody's driving a red car. Yeah. Or a certain maker model. And then you're like, whoa, that's every, everybody's driving that now. And it's like, <laughs> no, th- it was there already. You just, you're now <laughs> noticing. Yeah, the the Gazarnik effect or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure that I'll have to look it up and people will want to correct me, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, and maybe now people will be looking for instances of that for sure. So that yeah. that's what I see this as is is this daily, you know, devotional, meditational uh, planting of a seed of you, not you know. Again, it, it's in the um, the title 
growing your business. Uh, but that's the back end of it. It's, it's, you know, the self-reliance of it is really where I'm coming at it from for, for this audience. Although I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, it, it's going to help you whether you work in a cubicle or whether you work at home on a standing desk, either way, it's going to help you. Yeah. And I, and I actually had, um, I remember somebody, I, I sent some early, pages out to some people that that I wanted to get their opinions uh they were you know what I thought was in the target market kind of thing and uh one of the first people wrote back and said you know you the, the title's all wrong this is the self-reliant man you know or the self-reliant person and I was like ah, you know I don't feel qualified to write that book even though you know maybe I did <laughs> but uh um I you know I kept it in the entrepreneur space because uh you know I that's where my experience and background is and I, I felt far more qualified to contextualize this, but uh, there's no question that, that when you read most of these entries, rarely do I talk about some aspect of business. <laughs> it's really more aspect of, of how you respond, you know, to what's going on, you know, how you respond to people telling you your idea is stupid or how you respond <laughs> to, you know, some challenge with an employee, but it's not an overt, it's not overtly a business book at all. No. And, and I would say, uh, you almost, in, in a sense, by not calling it the self-reliant man, you, you niche down <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit and, and, or add a creative restraint that makes it easier to work on it. That's right. That's so. right. That's- yeah, I would have I would have probably been self-conscious or a lot more self-conscious, you know, writing the self-reliant person. <laughs> it's like, who am I to tell you? Right. right. Well, I, I, I am loving it. I, I really uh, wholeheartedly agree that this is something uh, that I would endorse in terms of, you know, hey, go grab this. Like if people are looking for the next big book to get like this isn't it. This is one that you need to get aside from the next big book, because, again, that's not how you read this book. Yeah. Yeah. And this, you know, I've had a, a lot of fun with people telling me that, well, first off, a lot of people, you know, Jay Bear, um, you know, bought a couple dozen and gave them to, you know, all of his clients and yeah. staff stuff. And so I've had a lot of fun with that. But I've also I had a couple the other day tell me that uh, they work together in their business and they said, you know, all we ever talk about is like what bill is due and what so-and-so did you know, on the job. So this book has really given us a chance to talk about stuff that's a lot deeper and a lot for a lot more meaningful, you know, in our journey as entrepreneurs, particularly entrepreneurs who work together. Um, and that that's probably one of the most satisfying kind of anecdotes I've heard so far. That's great. I love that. And that, that it kind of, you know, that it even helps uh, a couple break out of just being all about their business. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's so easy to fall into that. Oh, I mean, sure. I, two of my daughters work with me and I, you know, I have to force myself to go, Oh, you know, how was your vacation? (laughs) All all we want to talk about is like, did this get done or did that get done? So yeah, it's, it's so true. Yeah, man. So I, you know, again, as we wind down here, I I just want to say again, I am loving going through this. I think everybody should go through this. I'll, I'll link up to it in the show notes. Um, Man, it makes me wonder where you're going to go next, but uh, especially in terms of like going out there and doing your speaking gigs. Yeah, Uh, you know, I it it's it was such a turn for me that you know I've not had an immediate demand for you need to come and give this to our audience, but that's coming. Um, uh, You know, I've done a couple keynotes on this, and and people are. I mean, it's you know I've spent my entire career telling people how to do stuff, and now um, I've done this presentation a couple times. 
um, in a very sort of dramatic fashion with video and, and, you know, it's all about the inspirational stories. And, uh, so, uh, I'm looking forward to, to doing more of that. It's, I almost feel like it's a, it almost feels more like a one act play or a one, one person play, you know, <laughs> when I'm doing, uh, this kind of material because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reading from Walden and, and self-reliance and whatnot. So it, it I'm looking forward to it. And, and I, I, I'll tell you the other thing, especially if you're, you know, listeners want to sign up. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I've had a couple people say, you know, I, w- I want to go on a, like a weekend retreat um, and, you know, in the woods, in the mountains <laughs> and have you like facilitate, you know, some of these topics. And so I think that would be that's something I've actually wanted to do my whole life. And I do own a house in the mountains. And uh, uh, so, you know, that that is something that in 2020, I, I think I'm going to you know, pull off with a small group. That's awesome. Well, so obviously people would need to sign up to get notified of, you know, (laughs) that opportunity, but also I'd love to say like, where is, uh, aside from that, where's a place that you'd love to direct people to so that they could get maybe even more of a a taste of the book, even though we already gave them one. Yeah. So just a self-reliant entrepreneur, good luck spelling all that, but (laughs) self-reliant entrepreneur.com. Um, if you get close, Google will direct you, but, uh, um, there is actually a form at the top of the, that page. The page does talk about the book, uh, has, you know, excerpts of interviews like this. Uh, but there is actually a form there to join a community, uh, that, uh, where I am kind of reaching out to, uh, to folks who want to learn more about, like you said, the, the, the retreat or the practices or any of the writings, um, starting in February, I'm going to kind of do a daily 60 second, uh, um, supplement, uh, to, uh, uh, to the book. So, uh, sign up there if you want to kind of participate. If, if you, even if you don't buy the book, but certainly if you do buy the book, you know, that the beauty of a community around this book is that theoretically everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. It's that unity of, Hey, we yeah. all read today's entry. Exactly. Which is great. Oh, man. John, great talking with you. And I'm going to go sign up just so everybody knows. Uh, And I'll link up to everything we mentioned uh, in the show notes of this episode. And uh, John, thank you so much. And uh, great talking with you. Eric, it was my pleasure. Well, that's another podcast crossed off your podcast listening to-do list. I hope you enjoyed listening in on this conversation with Amber de la Garza. It was great to finally catch back up with her again on the podcast, and I hope that you got something out of talking about finding your best time to use towards your best activities. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and share it with somebody you know would also find it as helpful? Hit the share button on whatever your podcast player app of choice is that you're listening to this on right now, or head on over to the show notes at beyondthetodolist.com. Thanks again for sharing. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next episode. 